God, please set aside everything I think I know about you, God, the steps, recovery, the big book, what's best for me, what's best for others. Especially help me let go of all my old ideas so I can live on your spiritual truth. Heavenly Father, have mercy on me, a sinner. Help me to carry your message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we, uh, on Wednesday, we, uh, we had covered some of the step, chapter five, and we were coming to the conclusion of step five. And I'm just going to read um, from the big book um, two paragraphs, and then I'm going to cover the steps we took by Joe McHugh to elucidate some more on step five. And on step six, we're going to cover the two paragraphs in the big book, and we're going to I'm going to read from some of Drop the Rock. And then in this book, The Steps We Took by Joe McHugh, his uh, information on steps six and seven is fantastic chapter. Same for eight, nine, 10, 11, and then 12. So we're going to use the big book and the steps we took. And I hope that'll be helpful. I, I thought it would be a good idea. So he talks about, in the big book, we pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, and here's what I call the four-step promises, we are delighted. I can look the world in the eye. I can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. Great promises. And we're going to look in the steps we took about how he shows us how that process happens. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And that's what this is all about. How do I start that relationship with God so I walk with God each day and not with Michael? Now I can let God's hand go and veer off a little bit and then I get into trouble in my mind or I can stay with God. And six and seven is how we, when we start getting off the path, we, we grab his hand again and say, help me. And 10 and 11 is how we live, staying with him in his hand all day long. And then it says, returning home, we find the place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. We, some people do that, they time it. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. I thank God all the time for so many things. And with knowing him better, I don't have to think about drinking today. I don't have to practice my character defects unless I choose to. I can have peace. I can be of service to him and others. Taking this book down from our shelf, we turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, first five steps, we ask if we admitted anything, for we are building an arch through which we shall walk a free man at last. And the arch is built with a foundation, I've talked about this a lot, but I'm on the wrong side of the arch when I come here. I'm on the side of the arch where I'm living in Michael's world and things don't go well. And I want to get build this arch to step through it the process of building it puts me through it into the uh, broad highway with God and the world that he lives in. And the foundation of the arch, of course, is step one, willingness. 
and the cornerstone of the arch is to believe that God can restore me to soundness of mind. And the keystone of the arch is the decision in step three to stop playing God and let God be God and I work for him. And then step five, four and five is where I'm putting my mind in order with him. And so, and then we have to complete the arch with six, seven, eight, and nine, and then we live on the other side of the arch in 10 and 11 the rest of our lives. So if you want to get in a relationship with God, you have to do the action of the steps. Talking about it won't do any good. And then it says, as our work solid so far, are the stones properly in place? And this comes from, I believe, Matthew. Are we building, have we skimped on the cement, but into the foundation, have we tried to make mortar without sand? That's Matthew 7, 24, 27. Where is the foundation of our house? Where is our house built on? And we don't want to skimp on it. Now, we don't have to do it perfectly, because we're going to be doing it the rest of our life. And so um, that's very powerful uh, ending to uh, step five. Now, in the steps we took by Joe McHugh, we're on uh, page uh, 70. No, we're going to be on. Um, I'm going to start on uh, page 75. It says, we look at resentments, the middle of the page. And, and he talks about, uh, in this book, Joe McHugh was the original Joe of Joe and Charlie. And he talked about step five is improving on the truth or actually seeing the truth. And when you do step four, if you do it by yourself, um, a solitary self-appraisal is not sufficient. And people do it all sorts of ways, but when I do it, I go through it with the sponsee, or the, and I'm actually doing it myself too. We do the first three columns on resentment, then we look at the instructions on the book, how to be free of anger, then we look at column, f the rest of resentment inventory, what was my mistakes, where was I selfish, dishonest, resentful, fearful, um, who did I harm, how did I harm them, what could I have done differently? And then fear inventory is uh, we list our fears and we have a prayer for fear. Uh, God, please remove my fear and direct my attention to how I should be. And then we have the uh, second step proposition exercise on fear where I see where I'm managing the world and I have fear. And then we do sex inventory, which we look at how we were in relationships and was it selfish or not. And, were we arousing jealousy, bitterness, or suspicion? What could I have done instead? Uh, write a same-sex ideal. And you can either do that on your own and then do it with someone else, or they, they'll do the sex inventory, write it all out, and then we'll meet. They do the fear, we meet. They do the res resentments, we meet. So in any way you want. But I find that uh, I see more truth about myself when I do it with them. And, I th and, and it's easy to help someone who's had a resentment for a long time and actually write out the first three columns to help them see it differently. And so that they can forgive and they can say the prayers and they can see the person differently so that they, if they harm them, they're willing to make amends to them. 
So he talks about resentments here. Um, he, he says, after we take an inventory in step four, we carry on the inventory on through the process in step five, and we can see how the information is better than we can do on our own. And you can't do it on your own. Uh, and I don't know how they did it originally, because they didn't have the big book before the big book was written, and I don't know how it was done afterwards, but these are the, this is what's worked for me. Talking to God, getting a new viewpoint in our minds, and talking to with another person, we've improved on the information. And remember, if we are writing out our resentments, and we still have resentment, we're not seeing them right. We don't see our character defects. And we look at resentments, and he says we find their distortion of the truth. I think that's true. A way to take a situation and cast the blame on somebody else and totally escape, so we have nothing to do with it whatsoever. And a resentment is really a way of transferring blame. To accept the situation, see ourselves in our own faults, and it is the best way to get through it, but to accept is painful. And it's hard because you can't see them. I couldn't see them. I couldn't see a lot of things until I did this. And, I, and as I've lived in doing this, I see more and more. And uh, what I've seen and really helped me the most is that people are just people. There are spiritual, they have their personalities, uh, they do what they do. How I react to them is up to me. And if I react with God, I'll see them differently. And a lot of times, my resentments weren't true. They were to protect my self-esteem and my pride. So I, I would hate you because I didn't think you liked me. It sounds really crazy, but that's, I don't know if anybody else has ever done that. I suspect we're a lot of alcoholics in here. We've done that. Um, and then we, it says we keep this lie up. We, we, we make this resentment, and then we begin to believe it's true because we've, we've kept it up long enough. And then we distort it, and so we make it even worse. But he says the problem with this, in time, the lie of resentment has enslaved us, and, and we're in bondage to it. And it's in bondage to self. Now, I can't have God work in my life and give me power over alcohol if I'm in bondage to my resentments. But the truth will set me free and allows God to work in my life. God helps me see the truth and, then, and another person, and then I'm set free. And people use the same way, and I actually went over this. We have a fear, and fear keeps us from doing something. I think a lot of people don't want to do the fourth step. They're afraid to do it. They think it's a confession of all their sins. and It's, it's not really in that regard. It's a, it shows how their thinking was wrong, their judgments were wrong, their fears were wrong. Then they acted wrong. And so um, he talks about people want to go back to work and they have a fear of school that they won't be good enough so they don't go to school so they don't have to be shown that they're not good enough. And a lot of times we'll have fear. Uh, I don't like to go into new situations, a new place. It sounds ridiculous because I walked into all these patients' rooms all the time and, and uh, you know, these were strangers, but that was a different role. But going to like a new 
church or something if I don't know anybody. That's kind of scary for me. And uh, um, so he says, step five puts the first crack in our armor. In the third part of step five, talking to another human being, uh, we talk openly to someone else for the first time, and that gets us out of ourselves. And I, I suggest if you have it, you sponsor people, and you do this with them, because then you're talking honestly about yourself. Just like I'm sharing some stuff now. People, you share with the person, because you can see the same thing in your life. We must be entirely honest with somebody if we expect to live long or happily in this world. Some people say you're only sick as your secrets. Uh, it's not in the book, but if there's secrets and you have shame and guilt and you haven't uh, discussed them with someone, then they keep getting worse. And the shame and guilt gets worse. And, and the shame and guilt is a fear of not being good enough. And uh, once you discuss it, you realize it's not that bad. What you did was bad, but you did it because you were running your life, and you're, and that you know they have done the same thing. So then they'll share with you what they did. And there's some things you can't share with certain people. You don't talk to your wife about your adultery. It's probably not a good idea, as an inventory. Uh, I went to this treatment center when I first started, and it was a. It was a meninger type, and they wanted people to do their four-step and then read it to the group. <laughs> yeah, well, thank God I was released before that. Uh, but, you know, that that's not what, well, the people who were running the place never, they weren't alcoholics, and they had a, a psychiatric viewpoint of this and the group therapy, and they didn't understand about the God situation. Um, and it says we, and you continue that honest process throughout <coughs> life, and that's why I always am talking to usually somebody in AA every day, and if there's anything on my mind, I usually share it with them, poor, poor souls, but that's okay. Uh, and I'm there to listen to them. It says we're designed to rely on God and on other people. And remember, God works through people, and if it wasn't for people in AA, I wouldn't be here today and they work through God. Think of all the messengers he put in your life to be here today. I wouldn't have gotten through Curtis's death the way I did if it wasn't for the people in AA, in my house, being there, uh, relying on them so I could rely on God. He says the happiest an individual he believes is ever gonna be is when he or she is in this pattern of living, relying on God and on others rather than ourselves. That's, that's what's the obvious thing. And remember, it says on step 10, we resolutely turn our thoughts to those we can help. And it says on page 77, we're here to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and others. It's a whole different way of living. We choose to live in this paradigm admitted that we've been selfish and self-seeking and that we have had we have had the problem, we have been the problem ourselves. And when he says, I've wrestled with life on a self basis, I was wrestling with it. Instead of being at peace, I cut myself off from God and I cut myself off from other people. It says we've been in conflict with everyone and everything, right? And 
So the step, he says, is the first time we're really practicing a healthy way of living and fitting ourselves into the design of living that really works. And I think that's why a lot of people don't make it, because they don't do the fourth and fifth step. And you don't have to do it well. Just the fact that you're willing to do it, look at yourselves, talk with another person. And if they have a different way of doing it than the big book, that's fine with me. As long as it gets you to seek help, to seek God, to openly see, be willing to see things differently. And if we're to be more healthy, we must be in connection with God and with other people. That's why it's important to be in the fellowship and have people in the fellowship you can talk to. This is not an easy thing for a selfish, self-seeking person to do because he's used to relying on themselves. What's well, true, most alcoholics will not give up on themselves. They don't say that, and they may not know it themselves, but they, they fight. They fight any direction. They fight any uh, attempt to uh, uh, to uh, give them uh, things that they might want to do that would help them. And they balk. I still remember Stu was there. Guy was sitting right next to me, and he had his big book. And we were trying to get him to get ready to do the fourth step. And uh, he was supposed to have information to present. And he just he smacked the book. And he says, you know, I don't have time for Michael's world. I'm really busy. You know, I've got children and ex-wife and separated wife and uh, an important job. And I don't have time for this. And he just smacked the book. And I, I said, well, I, I love you. And uh, I know you're busy. If you have time and you think this will help, give me a call. What else? Can, you know, and he was a nice guy. He's just an alcoholic. We're not better than them. But until you're broken, you won't see that. When you're broken, you say, boy, I need to do something. I can't live like this anymore. And it's hard because I don't, I think it takes a lot to break us. And then, like they say, in, uh, the ego rebuilds quickly. And so we could be broken on Monday, and by Wednesday, it wasn't that bad. And, and it's happened to me, and it's happened to people in this room. And it's, it's a disease that's so hard. It's so, such a horrible disease. Because it's a disease that tells us we don't have a disease. We're OK. And it says, we've talked about three levels of looking at the truth in step five. What are we to discuss? What we're to discuss, it's not a confession, and it's not a general discussion. He says, we're to admit the exact nature of our wrongs. It doesn't say we admit our wrongs. We can get bent out of shape, and we think we have to discuss our wrongs. He says, all people are defensive. But our wrongs are not the focus of this. The focus of this step is specifically stated as the exact nature of our wrongs. Now, he says resentment is wrong judgment. I've said that a million times. And fear is wrong belief, and harm to others is the wrong action. And you know, I have that, that PDF on the site, and I've handed it out here a million times. I don't know where I got that from. I think from the original Joe and Charlie. Uh, PDF, that the, we have three instincts of life, and when I'm in the center, self and not God, and I'm managing those instincts, 
I have wrong judgment, wrong belief, and wrong actions. So we're going to look at the wrong judgment, wrong belief, and wrong actions. We're going to see how they're the result of me running the show and my instincts getting threatened. And then we're going to work back to our character defects as a result of being in self. And that's why that spiritual checklist that we have on the site, and I have a few here, people don't have one, and uh, has been so helpful through the years. I don't think any, that single chart that Scott made, year, what, 12 years ago, Brian, has helped me so much. It's got the St. Francis prayer in the back. And, and um, I still remember, you know, the, the nurses all had one, and I had one. And one day, uh, I was really stressed out. Everything was going wrong, you know. And it was only 1 o'clock. And they go, uh, I still remember, Dia, my nurse practitioner, she says, Doctor, you've just got your, your, your chart covered up. Move, move the patient's chart, and you'll be OK. Look at the list. And then Patty would say, 5 o'clock will always come, honey. And so uh, then I, it just helped me to get centered. Simple things like that. Um, so um, it says, where do these resentments, fears, and harms done to others originate? The exact nature is the origin of these things, the inherent characteristic of these things. And with resentments, we found the exact nature of the resentment is in the fourth calm inventory of uh, our character defects. Where was I selfish and considered as dishonest, fearful, self-seeking? And then with me, it's judgmental, inconsiderate, intolerant, impatient. And that's helped me, because today, if I get disturbed, I'm on the left-hand side. I'm usually being inconsiderate, intolerant, impatient, judgmental. And I say, OK, good work, Michael. Let's let God move me over to the other side. And it is what it is. That, I keep it simple. I don't want to waste a lot of time. Being, I just, it is what it is, God. Just change. And before I go in the food store, I say a little prayer, because you know, there's always going to be something in the food store. They move the aisles. They move the things. Uh, the people take long at the checker. They, uh, I really like it when they have the gift card, or they're getting a card, or they have the gift card, and they only want to use half of it. And then you know, and it's like 35 minutes. And, and uh, uh, I'm, being, I'm being silly, but I used to be bothered by that. Now I say, well, I have no place to go. It is what it is. And, and I, sa I said, if I didn't want to do this, I should have gotten there five minutes earlier. You see? Uh, anybody driving and there are people slow in front of you when you have to get somewhere? Has that ever happened to anybody in AA? And, 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 and I need to be there by 9 o'clock. They're driving so slow. And then you know what I've learned to say? Should have left five minutes earlier. See, I was have resentment for them, but I really was to blame. I should have left earlier. And th they're, just, they're just there. So I don't know. Everybody probably turned this off already. So in the first column, we have resentment. In the second, the cause. In the third, which basic instinct was in infected. And we find in the fourth column the selfishness, self-seeking, dishonesty, fearfulness, and lack in consideration of our characters. Now, I, 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 I raised on Joe and Charlie, but it wasn't until I heard 
someone else go through the book a year or so later at one of these fellowships that I understood. And then when reading the big book that I, they, not that they missed something, but that it says in the big book, the first three columns hold the key to my future. And I have to see the world and its people differently. And that they're just spiritually ill like me. And then they talk about the four prayers that I say so that I can see them differently. And I don't go move on to what was my mistake and my character defects until I've said the prayers that I've seen the people differently. Because until I do that, I won't be able to really see the truth and my, my mistakes. And, and it really helps today. I have to say the prayers. If something, somebody bothers me, and uh, but I say them very quickly now, because I know they just are who they are. And, and I'm ill too, and they're ill. And just because someone's spiritually ill doesn't mean I have to get bothered by them. Now what happens when I do? They become my higher power. And so uh, I don't want to do that anymore. So I, I, that's part of my personality now, that I need to do that. And so, and then they go on to the, as a result of one of these character defects, self has been out of control and allowed the whole thing to occur. In other words, I don't have to have resentment about somebody in line at the food store. I don't have to blame them for being there. They are who they are. You see how it works? Or in traffic. We have a lot of traffic people in AA. They don't like traffic. My wife says I cause resentment. I cause road rage. Um, I let her drive all the time. Uh, it's easier in my program. Dick's laughing. He knows what I mean. You know, I'm in the wrong lane. Uh, she'll be gone for a week babysitting in Florida. She misses me. She loves me. She can't wait to see me. You know, all this stuff. So I pick her up. We hug. I get her in the car. I'm driving about 300 yards. And she goes, well, you can't, you shouldn't be in this lane. You need to be in that lane. And then you're going to be turning up there. You're going too slow. And I said, well, that, that lasted like five minutes. Uh, but it's funny. I just say, sure, honey. You got it. You're right. Anyway, I love my wife. <laughs> She's great. But we're all human beings. And we, as we inventory the problem, we're looking at it from the outside in. And that's what we do in AA. We look at the resentments and we work our way back to see how my self-centered character caused all the wrongs in my life, all the wrongs in my thinking, all my wrong actions. And now I can see that the decisions I made on self put me in a position to be harmed. So we, we start on the outside and we go inside to find the cause, because we don't want to really look at them anymore. We want to change myself and my relationship with God. I've talked about this quite a bit. When I come in here, my tree's planted in the wrong soil. It's in Michael's soil, and I need to replant that tree in God's soil. And this is the first time we see it, and we see how resentments, fears, and shame and guilt on my tree as a result of my tree being planted in my soil. And my soil, the bark of the tree, is all my character defects. And that I need to plant my tree in God's soil, and then I'll practice God's character, and then I'll have fruit on the tree of love, patience, tolerance. It'll be beautiful. So, um, and it says, so it doesn't say in the big book, what was my part? It says, what was my mistakes? 
See, I don't think the other person waiting in, in, in front of me in the, in the, or driving a car, the other person at the garage register, has a part in it. It's all my part. The resentments are me. They arise out of me. And so um, it's your mistakes. And my mistake was always to get angry and to get disturbed. And I was always inconsiderate. I'm always today that they are who they are. It's that simple. And there are people who do bad things, and they upset us, and then we need to say the prayers and see that they're spiritually like us. And then um, I'd been in AA for a while doing this before I realized that I was on a lot of people's resentment list. I may still be today. You may be somebody in the room. You know, the guy who patted the book. Well, I was on his list. If he calls me, we got to do my resentment first for me. He hates me. Why does he hate me? Because I wanted to help him, and he wanted him to get him to do things, and it threatened his pride and self-esteem, and, and he needs to say the prayers for me. You see how quickly you can do it? Um, if you try to help people in AA, they, you will get people who won't like you. It's just, it just happens. They just, or the, they disappear. And it's not that they don't like me. They don't want to change yet. And, um, so even if the person has done an action, you would not have resented it if you hadn't had one of those character defects within your personality at the time. So if I practice God's personality, love, patience, kindness, tolerance, considerate, compassion, I won't be upset. And if I'm not practicing it, I have to stop and say LPTKCC and change the way I see it. It's a very simple program, but it takes a lot of years to practice. And there are days I do better than others. But I know when I'm disturbed, there's something wrong with me. And I'm on the wrong side of the court. Because even if people do bad things, I can go to God, and I can say the prayers for them, and I can forgive them so that I can be free. They, it doesn't mean that I have to approve of what they did. Or, or, the, or excuse, that their behavior is excusable. Sometimes it's inexcusable, but I don't want to be disturbed by other people's unexcusable behavior. And I can't be helpful to them if I am. And people say, well, no, I would have found if they did this or that or this and that. Um, Sandy Beach says, we go to the cross for that. And Jesus on the cross said, forgive them. They know not what they do. And when he said that, it kind of made sense. So he says in AA, we forgive everything up to and including crucifixion. Forgiveness is for me. Forgiveness changes me and may not change the other person. And, and so this is the process of learning how to do that. Um, step four and five are parts of the same process. It's done together. Um, you, you can write it out, and then you have to fine tune it with God and another person. And it says if you had all these problems, that you could see the truth by yourself. If you could see the truth by yourself, you wouldn't end up in AA. You wouldn't have a wristband. <laughs> and then you would have had a relationship with God because remember our emotions build up and then we get irritable, restless, and discontent, and then alcohol treats that. He says uh, if you write out the inventory and you don't do step five after, it could be painful. That's why you do it together. Um, 
Uh, when all of our fears are inventoried and analyzed, when we have all our resentments inventoried and analyzed, when we have all the sex conduct and other harms done to others listen to eyes, then we're going to show it to that other person. And so you could do it that way or you could do it the way I talked about, do it in parts. Then this other person can. It usually takes a while to do four steps with someone because we have to meet several times. I can usually only sit for an hour or so. And so you have to meet several times to cover each part of it. It takes hours. It's not something you're going to do in an hour, I don't think. Um, and so I think I'll stop there on 79. Don't let me review. Mark, you got it? Got it. Always giving me a hard time. But, you know, if I didn't review, I wouldn't have learned anything in medicine. I had to review things over and over. How many times did I listen to Joe and Charlie tapes? How many, uh, how many speakers have I listened to? etc. to be able to do this, even without any notes anymore. So anyway, uh, we will be here Wednesday, even if it's a bad night tonight, right, Mark? You know, we got the Chiefs tonight for those listening elsewhere. By the time this is posted, you'll know whether I'm alive or not. Uh, just joking. Uh, thank you. Bye.